another fucking installment of the best podcast in the motherfucking world. Un-motherfucking front uh, Everywhere I go, I go with a gun Every case I caught, I go on a route Every folk I see gon' go on the job Every pick I take, I'm home the front Every night I'm gon' go home and I want I remember I was down in the dumps I was feeding niggas, giving them We back, we back, we back Episode 2-9 Unheard motherfucking podcast The best podcast on the motherfucking planet I'm Chance, I'm joined by my compadres uh, Taj and Vance um, If you're new Go follow us on the Insta at Unheard Podcast, Twitter Unheard Pod One. Give us a review, give us a rating. Ah, now that I got all the crazy shit out the way, I think we got Amazon them. customers viewing our shit. Say, <laughs> so give us a review. <laughs> yeah, I had to get that off though, man. It, I don't know. It make me it make me cringe as I was saying it, but we need y'all support. Thank but, you for um, the how, energy. How you niggas feeling? How y'all feeling? Feel good. I bought two stock, two shares of Apple stock this week, so. Did you? Forex, Forex, Taj? Forex? Damn, brother. No, not (laughs) Robinhood Taj. (laughs) Robinhood Taj. I can't even get in on the action, man. I'm jealous. Unemployment office just keep giving me bad news week after week. This man's been on the phone with unemployment for six months. (laughs) Exactly. Like 20 episodes, nigga been complaining about Um, (laughs) unemployment. I'm in the midst of a um, civil suit with the California Employment Development Department. We do not. uh, For unpaid wages. I don't so think anybody controlling that is listening to our podcast. <laughs> I still been showing up and showing out every week, though, man. So you got to give me trying credit. to assess his own performance. Give my credit. <laughs> you get a cool B plus and pie. Negative. I give you a B plus. <laughs> Negative. I've been jumping all the and shit. You know, niggas don't believe in excessive call I have for to come pass. back from three one. But, Anyways, um, first topic. We got a three ray race between Big Sean, the guy whose name we don't say on this podcast anymore, and Lil Dirt. They're all dropping this Friday. Two of them are actually softly beefing. But what's you guys' predictions on what's going to happen this Friday? First of all, I want to mention that's a sick ass. That's a sick ass three way race between Duke and <laughs> Big Sean Dirt, and Dirk. Dirk six nine. <laughs> all right, numbers wise, it's mm. a it's a tough it's a tough race. It's this tough is interesting. Dirk, it's interesting. Dirk Dirk is off. Um, He's off this Drake stimulus package, so he's definitely steroided up. Sean, he he got some good cover art and he's been dropping some singles, but uh six nine, I don't know, man. He just time and time again, no matter how much niggas say they don't fuck with him, he he gives them crazy first week numbers. So I'ma pick six nine for the numbers, but quality wise, that's a different conversation. So are we going straight off of numbers, or are we going off of what What do we think will have the most buzz? <clears throat> I mean, we can do all three. It's a podcast. We can talk about anything. But yeah, <laughs> we can go numbers since Chance went there first. Um, I'm going to co-sign that. I'm going to go 6-9 off numbers, and then I'm going to put... I'm going to actually put Big Sean next um, off of... The fact I think his album is a little highly anticipated, a little bit more highly anticipated than Dirk's, um, since we already got a Dirk project this year. So I'm gonna put Sean second, but I also unfortunately think Duke is gonna win this week's numbers. I don't know, I think just because it's been like three years since Big Sean last dropped a project, and he was like one of those like big names in rap before he dropped off, but he doesn't have like a crazy single like he did every other album. But I still think he can do like close to hundred thousand, whereas like 
other guy who I won't name. I feel like he did like forty thousand in his first project, and Dirt just started doing sixty thousand. So those two are going to be close, but I think Big Sean's going to get first. Hopefully, I, I have a little bit of hope in like humanity that people are not going to stream Tattletales. I just hope people don't Tattletale. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. The only thing is, Sean just like I'm not sure that, especially this newer. Younger generation. I'm not sure they're checking for Sean. And like you said, oh, there I agree. is no I agree. There's no crazy single to even say, you know, he, he's hyped or he's he's coming off like something where he's just like he's he's poised to blow. Um I'm not saying he, he can't do it and I wouldn't be surprised. It's just I'm not completely sure. You know, at this point, like Sean has been around for a decade and he still don't even have like that just definitive project. Like he's always kind of. I disagree. That I completely he has a disagree. He has, a classic. he has classics. Yes. If you want to say Dark Sky Par- Paradise, Dark Sky fine. Paradise is a classic. It's a That's classic, fine. Bro. That's fine. But I'm saying even more the so first along. Detroit, I was even saying, the first Detroit tape. I was saying most, more so relatively to like the guys we always compare them to: Cole, Drake, Kendrick. Like Sean, we all know is always supposed to be. In that conversation, but he always ended up being the odd man out. Rip Def Jam. Yeah, uh, I decided Big Sean's last project sold one hundred twenty thousand. Dark Sky Paradise sold one hundred seventy three thousand. But I decided so I also had Migos. I mean, he has Big Sean's going to have the features regardless on any project. I don't know, man. Six nine, he, he's been surprising me. I didn't even expect him to do the crazy <clears> numbers he did when he got out. So honestly, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go with six nine. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick with him. Who y'all think will have the best quality project though? Who's gonna have your favorite of the weekend? I th- I think I think Dirk will off the strength that not um, Vance talking about Dirk. <coughs> you just said you don't like him. <laughs> I'm weak. Nah, I feel he like her laugh now cry later. He on the bandwagon. One hundred percent. I want to get into that too. The Dirk <laughs> stimulus. Um, I think Dirk's project. I think he just has that chip on his shoulder to really prove himself. Um. I think based off of the singles, I don't know if we've gotten anything from Dirk or from Six Nine. I guess those other songs were singles, but I do really like um, <clears throat> the Big Sean singles. So I guess based off of what we have now, uh, I mean, I guess that's not a crazy take that Sean and Dirk is, are going to have the best music coming from this week. But <laughs> I think I think I think Dirk will will edge out and uh, and win over Sean just when it comes to the songs I want to listen to the most next week and the week after that and shit like that. I'm going with Big Sean, even though I think this is like, I think Dirk has more to prove, but I think Big Sean has more to say. Like Dirk just dropped a project early this year that was pretty good with the deluxe. So I don't know how much, like what he really has to say. Whereas like Big Sean has been going for three years and he had like, he like admitted he was like depressed. He almost killed himself. He said he like lost a kid. Like Big Sean's going to have a lot of shit to talk about if he wants to talk about it. So I think that'll probably be the best album. He always has a lot of shit to talk about, though. It's just, is he going to talk about it and entertain me at the same time? Or is it going to come off corny? Because that's just everybody's biggest knock on Sean. We'll see. It's a chance. But I, I definitely see chance. him. Like, I don't even think 6 9 has... I don't think he's in a race. Uh, Dirk, I just think... I don't, I just don't know what Dirk really is going to talk about that much since he's on the project. That's my only thing the, against Dirk. The thing, the thing with me is, though, there's irony. Like, um, his last project... Uh, just because y'all waited three. Mixtape, right? So I thought we got a lot of the hype tracks, but like 
Dirk's whole like mantra is that he's the voice. So it's kind of ironic that you say how much is he going to have to say when this nigga literally calls himself the voice of the streets. And this project is called The Voice. So I don't know. <laughs> Something just, I got a feeling we about to get a classic from Dirk. Like I think Dirk is about to blow these other two projects out the water. That's my hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take? <laughs> uh, all right. How do we feel about 6 9 doing his troll marketing again? I don't think it's going to work this time, to be honest. But oh yeah, I that was big. Big Sean. That was my question. Been, not Big Sean. Six Nine hasn't even been in my feed. I don't like. He must be blocked somehow. We have a lot of. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of competing rollouts as well. We have the Drake stimulus piling on with the Six Nine beef. Then we have the Six Nine beef for Duke. Then we have the Nipsey single rollout, which is like crazy. Um, I don't even know who wins. This shit is YB. Sick. YB rollout, he's been rolling out like crazy. Wait, 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 was paying six nine to go and promote his music earlier in the year or something like that. Yeah, it was Dirk on live first, and he said, "I'm not even gonna comment because well, six nine like went and prayed or did like something at Dirk's dead cousin's like street, and then everybody was like getting at Dirk like respond, respond. Bro, so Dirk went on Instagram really live, die, bro. Like I'm, never mind. I'm not gonna put that on the air, but like, dude, he's asking for it. Like he fucking with all the shy, like." Chief now Dirk, like these niggas are about to like they about to be at your top. Nah, like <sighs> boy. <laughs> Dirk on Instagram Live and said six nines label um offered him three million to troll back at him. And he said that's why he's not responding. Then six nine been six nine trolled off Dirk not trolling. It was just like a whole like loop. Wait, but who yeah, off of who? Six million? Or who off of who three million? Dirk, Dirk said that Six Nine's label offered um him three million dollars <coughs> to go back and forth <coughs> trolling with Six Nine. The label is not willingly paying out three million for no goddamn Six Nine troll cap. But <laughs> that's it. You just call it cap. Yeah. Cap. No, yeah. I call cap. I, the thing like, is, the thing is, I would. Like, that's cap. I, I think I would normally agree with Dirk on in a situation like this, but I think I am also feeling a little bit of cap. I feel like dude, low key. Is fucking with the six nine like even if like if you come on live and say that I took I denied like the labels offer to like manufacture beef with him to promote our albums like aren't you like implicitly like beefing with him to promote your album like I'm I'm confused how like how Dirk isn't winning or how he isn't benefiting from the six nine attention when I feel like he's making it seem like he doesn't want the 6ix9ine attention when he could have just never addressed it in the first place I don't know I, I don't think any label actually offered him 3 million I think it was probably some random nigga like a random fan of like 6ix9ine it was like joking <laughs> in the, um, Dirk's DMs and Dirk was like oh I'll go off this and he just went off but I don't think any label actually <laughs> yeah that definitely sounds like Cap no labels and then 6ix9ine own label not about to get Dirk to sabotage 6ix9ine like Dirk just don't have that much reach to even make it work like all that so Cap, but you guys watch the VMAs? Come on, I can't say I did. 
Chance is the well, biggest I didn't even hater know that shit was of, coming uh, shows. I just don't like award is. shows. I fucking, I hate award <laughs> shows. Like, I hate them. This man is such <laughs> a weird <laughs> thing to hate. I just don't like, like them. You, like, can, you can just ignore it or you can like it, but hating a award shows is just crazy. I don't hate them, but like, I just don't put you just no said stock I hate award shows. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that. Like, I don't actively just be shitting on like people who watch awards. I just don't put shows. stock into it. Like, <laughs> Like, I don't put the stock into, like, who wins what. Like, because we all know it's a fucking popularity contest. And the goddamn labels are fucking paying all their artists in. So. All right, we won't get into it then. But we'll get into The weekend's performance. He performed on top of some, like, tall-ass building. And it was an insane Cuts amount of fireworks. Yeah, it's just it, crazy. It, all right. Of course, Vance knows the building. Only Vance. But, yeah, <laughs> the, weekend, <laughs> the weekend performed there. And then that promoted one tweet that Vance wanted to talk about, which was the fact that After Hours is still being promoted. He going to put it all on you, like Vance. Six no, he going to talk about it, too. Vance literally sent the tweet and said, let's talk about this. <laughs> he did, he did make it seem like Taj up, didn't want to talk about it. Taj definitely was excited Taj, like, to talk Taj, about like, it. we're not going to talk about the VMAs except the weekend. <laughs> you didn't see he was performing on a building. Like, okay. After Hours speaks for itself. I don't even have to defend the weekend anymore. I'm not. Do we want to address? Do we want to read the tweet? The weekend, or just break down the tweet? Break it down. A little summary. So, um, a producer A and R on Twitter tweeted that quote: "The way the weekend and his team keeps pushing after hours promo, and then the little greater than sign." Um, He said the album dropped in March, September first. He's still dropping promo videos, new merch videos, um, and a lot of artists will give up on that shit two to three weeks after the album is out. Um, he said, at a time like this, you should be pushing your brand as much as possibly can. Nobody can tour right now, so being innovative and extra is needed. Um, I thought that was interesting, coming, especially just considering it's such a A-list artist like The Weeknd. You know, you usually see the artists that are like C-list, B-list, that are trying to get to that A tier. They're usually the ones grinding that are pushing a project six months later. But um, I think it's definitely noticeable and important that it's The Weeknd who's like an A-list artist doing this shit. I mean, I think even more so. This was <clears throat> like before the pandemic and shit. Because when did this project come out? Like, er, this March. was way early. Yeah, like March. So, the weekend he had a whole tour and like this huge rollout plan. Like before the pandemic happened, because right, we literally, there were like he literally started selling tickets and had to refund people their money. Uh, all that, all that is to say that um, this is this was supposed to be kind of weekend's comeback album. If that makes sense, it ain't like he really fell off, but just amongst like that core fan base, and how there was, it, how was this comeback album if he didn't fall off. Chance, but listen, there's just there's, there's like no, I agree. Around, it was around a core album. fan base, there was like this narrative. If you are a weekend, if you are more than just a casual fan, then you know like that old music and this new shit he was making was not hitting the same. So that was kind of like. True. Well, no, even then, it'd be dear, an, it, well, no, it's I not, think, it's not I think My Dear Melancholy just, was the My Dear Melancholy was yeah, the yeah, My Dear Melancholy was true. a step toward that. But right? that shit because was like six. Are, that shit was like six songs. But listen, but this, 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 that was this. the comeback. Like this, I, was, I would say that was this was the follow up though to My Dear Melancholy because he only gave us that because he wanted niggas to shut up, right? So he just gave us something quick, and then he comes out with this, which is far more like you know rooted in his like roots. Rooted in his roots, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think that's just what happened. So, like like y'all said, it was very smart, um, and it definitely take a lot to just keep promoting it. 
Um, but he's done a good job. And like like the tweet said, considering the circumstances, I don't see what else you could really do. You can't tour. So you're not just going to let this fucking project fizzle out like you're about to promote this shit out. Of. Nice. Yeah, my original thing was that um, Republic Records probably wasn't, that's the weekend's label, probably wasn't doing good. Because usually like when like labels or whatever carry on with this artist like or a project for so long that's like them trying to double down the hit because they had like albums that fizzled out but republic's roster is like stacked so i don't even think that's true i think it's more so what y'all said with the whole quarantine issue and not being able to tour wait who's on the roster uh everybody drake ariana grande pop smoke taylor swift just a whole bunch of like incredible names i think so. though i think though this like another thing but and i'm gonna let you go vance um y'all ever considered the fact that things are starting to open back up right does the weekend weekends definitely incentivize to try to keep up the momentum because he never knows when they're gonna open shit up and be like all right like we'll let you tour like next year in february <laughs> march like Facts. so you a can lot start of people getting your it, shit together yeah. your venues like people clipped it, and and but next year is right around the corner. We're in fucking September. Like we're three, four months away from the New Year. So, um, and, and if you just followed the sports world, like they're opening up stadiums for football. Like there's gonna be people like in the fucking stadiums, and they're building like bubbles and shit. So I can definitely just see that. <laughs> Going to a concert and sitting in a bubble is a lair. <laughs> No, that's really what's about to happen though. But but the week is not a not really a mosh concert type of guy. Like for the most part, niggas are in their seats anyway. He doesn't. It's not like a smarter smaller artist where like the venues they book don't come with like seating and shit. Like the weekend is about to put arenas and stadiums, so that's definitely like possible or feasible for an artist like that. I know this is a semi-long weekend talk, but I think for me, my final word on it, I feel like it just uh, boils down to, like, this is our first, not first instance, but I think first instance in a while of seeing an artist really make use of a budget. Like, I don't even want to know what the number was for his budget for this album, because I know it was astronomical. But Insane. Like, <clears throat> I think he's using it perfectly, like, perfectly. From the very first Jimmy Fallon performance that we've talked about to the Hudson Yards performance seven eight months later like that shit is crazy that shit is definitely crazy I think it's on some Tyler level shit <clears throat> I would say Igor might have been the, the whole last persona like and Igor still didn't persona. even have the budget it just didn't go as big as this you know um I'm kind of pissed we didn't get a tour because that probably would have been something I paid money for uh but but we can yeah. pop star though bro like this is to be not not to be expected but um, like in a lot of ways, this is what he, he's supposed to do. Like this is the crowd and this is the, the seat that he like finds himself in. Like he's bigger than pretty much any hip hop. Everybody. Or, yeah. or other R&B artists you could fucking think of. Maybe outside of like Drake. So, but that's a long as we can talk. Did you get what you wanted, Taj? Taj Money? I didn't even, this was a you and Vance talk. I wasn't even here. I just let The weekend's greatness speak for itself you guys' mouth. Um, I'll play my unheard artist. I'm mostly playing him to spite Fantano because fuck Fantano. But this is a 16-year-old named Red Veil. Uh, he dropped his project, Niagara, and this is the track, Wait. Sounds like Earl. Shout out Earl. To my 
so fire feeling away. I can't fight from a seven to feet. Me did that with the blood on my face. We done shed every tear we can weep. Watch them wearing they hot in their sleeves. Watch it don't even come out the fleas. Niggas don't even pay no mind. Cause I'm dressing that shit is supreme. Nah, that MLFTS, black culture, the blueprint. Don't fuck with the BS, I'm doing my best. They watched out, need to give it a rest. The tables turn while they try to confess. I'm still the same nigga. I actually almost went to the Uzi thing. Well, not went to. I almost paid the fifteen dollars. Of course, to watch of the Uzi course thing. he did. Almost. He went. He was Come first on. row. He was first row at Travis Fortnite. He was first row. GA. Oh, Come on, he had the full merch Nigga. package. What was the other no, no, one no, no, he no, went no. to? Nigga started the with the BT Awards. Not, I almost went. I went. <laughs> Nigga said I went then, to the BT Awards. He switched it up to almost. I almost paid the fifteen dollars. He found it on, on bus streams. He found I think Tom was at the BET Awards. I think, uh, yeah, class. Taj definitely stre illegally streamed the Uzi concert. <laughs> Nick, nigga was, uh, nigga was a, a virtual masher at the, um, at the concert. Ah, the, nigga took his turn. Nigga took his turn in the Zoom, in the Zoom mosh pit. They throw you in the circle. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. At least you enjoyed but yourself. How was it? I'm happy for you. Oh, I, you didn't, I didn't go? I didn't go. I did not enjoy myself because I wasn't there. But I, I just saw it. For fifteen dollars, I kind of didn't even want to pay, which is crazy because seeing Uzi for fifteen dollars is like a steal. But then it was like it's virtual. I'm not trying to see. Bro, you can catch it. You can catch the stream on like, Reddit or YouTube immediately following the concert. You did not miss out, my guy. Some niggas gonna like ten niggas are gonna have it uploaded instantly to YouTube. It was uploaded in very like four eighty. Like pixels, it was. I don't Damn, know how nigga, they nigga was disappointed so when he clicked it, and it was at four eighty p. You still watched it was, though, huh? I watched like two songs. It was just weird because it was like Uzi. He was like reading his own lyrics. He had like no fan, no crowd to build off. So it kind of like exposed how like he's not that crazy of a performer. It was just kind of him, like looking back and forth, rocking back and forth. Like I didn't really fuck with it, but. That was about it. I saw everybody going crazy over the um black online performance, calling it like the best online performance ever. I, <laughs> I didn't did see that, that bro. I, I was like, okay. I just saw everybody going crazy I, about it. I can't I do the like, online right, performance. I'm not gonna lie. I was exactly like, first of all, how can it be the best online performance ever? Like, what does that even mean? Like, haven't this, <laughs> this, just this has only been a thing for like three months? <laughs> like, come on, bro. We've seen this before, though. Like the award shows, like that's not really an online performance because that is in person. But fucking ninety nine percent of the attendees are watching on TV. So it's it's this is just like a slightly different version of that. But I I can't get into the online concerts. I'm not gonna lie. Like the like you know the how, whole like. Do you know how it was available? How it was offered? Like, was it just like a like through an app? Was it through title? Uh, the Uzi one was through title. I don't know how the black one was available. It seemed like a lot of people were watching it, so I feel like it wasn't through a subscription service. True. I feel like it was free somehow. I mean, the whole world finna be fucked, y'all. Like, like we're lucky that we were even able to get this shit for free because this is like some never before seen shit, but. Now niggas about to take this home and all these goddamn Harvard students about to brainstorm ways to goddamn like monetize all of social media now. Like no more free lives. Like for real. About to be like OnlyFans, Instagram. Instagram about to be like. How do, how did you how did you even get to this point? What what got you here? The world is changing, <laughs> man. We we talk about this in my in my in my classes. Like, the world is just about to be shooken up after this pandemic. Like, shit's about to, like, like, did y'all know that Twitter, 
close down their headquarters, like niggas about to be exclusively working online for Twitter. Like Damn. no more in-person. They close their shit until like summer 2021, like fall No, like indefinitely, like they're never ever coming back to person. Like Twitter's Damn. about to be operated online. That's what I'm saying. Like shit is about to like <laughs> is really credible? be shaking up. What's happening? That's sad. No, doubt is. <laughs> no like, like think about it. Think about how much lower your overhead goes when like you don't have to niggas don't have to come to your job. You don't have to pay uh for no building, for no utilities. This nigga been this nigga been a business major for all of one week and he's talking about it overhead. Starts talking about overhead. <laughs> oh my god. Hey man. Look, <laughs> look man, look. Chance Morris, American businessman. You feel me? Um, oh my goodness. Lil Baby also has a um uh quarantine like live performance coming. His is through visible, some phone service that I don't know. But would you guys rather Sounds like a scam or like yeah, I don't I don't trust it. <laughs> online or what? Online or there's also like artists doing the whole drive in performances where you like drive in with your car, sit on the hood and like naturally social distance. Like there's there's pros and cons for both. Online it, it seems easier to coordinate and like naturally safer. Whereas like but I doubt you're gonna get as many fans. Whereas driving you can kinda treat it like touring. But right, unless you're in like the fucking safe. desert. And it seems harder to do, like, because you got to go through, like, each state. Like, can we do this? So, which guys, which one would y'all prefer? Mm, neither. I, I Honestly, I'd rather prefer <laughs> the video. But I feel like even with the video, like, I'll just put a nigga on blast in my room and have my own fucking concert. Yeah, there's like, no point of a video. There's no point in a video concert. Like, at what am point. I just going to sit at my desk? <laughs> like, fucking 85% of being at a concert is, like... Meeting random niggas and like y'all moshing and shit and like fucking vibing out to the music and shit. Just niggas you ain't never met before. Like that's 85% of a concert. I'm gonna be at fucking home like fucking <laughs> moshing like niggas below, niggas below my apartment gonna be filing noise complaints and shit because I'm jumping up and down in my room. <laughs> my shit to uh, the little Uzi on my Niggas desk. getting his $15 worth. <laughs> going crazy in the room. Oh, man. So fucking So you never watched the artist's like tour set on YouTube? You I have, but it's like me on the couch, like slouched over. It's just like cool. But even then, like for Travis Scott, it's like elaborative and whatever type of artist he is as a performer. Like there's only so much. I can get through a motherfucking computer screen, you know? For me, it's been more like archive stuff. Like, I started really liking Kid Cudi a lot more like two, three years ago. So then like I go on Coachella or whatever on YouTube and then I look at his old performances of him performing songs that are older that I just discovered or whatever. So like, I find that I like the live, not live, but the online performances more for that. But like, in terms of like some new exclusive like tune in live for this performance, like I'm not with that because the energy's not there. Like Chance said, the energy's all off. So that shit's phony. Yeah, niggas just gotta take the L, man. The, the Corona really <clears> just so fucked us. Like, would you guys like purchase like say the artist does like a performance like online, but then they like save it to where you can like purchase it later and watch the set later, like. And it ends up being like an album you really love. 
would you watch that later? Would you pay for that later? Or would you just still be like, no, nah, I'm not fucking You saying it. if I bought an online ticket, I'll get first dibs to buy a real ticket? No, 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 no. That's, no, not, no, a, no, that's no. not even close to what I said. He just oh. said that your favorite, <laughs> like, if, you're, if your favorite artist that's a good gives, idea. An exclusive, gives an exclusive set. Well, it could be like that too, like a Patreon type thing. Where you get content and then you'll get exclusive little snippets for new shit coming. I just out. think why pay for it? Like niggas who pay for OnlyFans, like you could probably find all the content online. <laughs> like why am I gonna pay? It's a great, that's a for great a nigga, analogy for a nigga online concert with somebody. When all it take is one nigga to get on there, fucking turn on his screen recording, and then give it out to me for free. Well, some people actually support the artists they fuck with, Chad. No, see, it's so, I'm not they're supporting not fucking exclusive. hundreds we, of millionaires. No, I can support. I can support the. I can support it, but, but the game is the game. Like that shit I'm is saying, everywhere, like, my guy. I mean, yeah, I would. St- I would <laughs> charge it to like, the game. My take nigga. Kanye West's performance, but if it's like a lower, if it's like a Facts. Orion Sun or like a Jivion performance, I would support them. Like you had a great album here. Here's ten dollars. I'm gonna watch your performance. Like you deserve it. I guess. Like, I don't be watching support them in that setting. Yeah, I just don't. Even I'm not trying I, to watch a Jivion on live stream. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I personally just cannot get into the online concerts. I you just think younger people That's just with me it. personally. I feel like their attention spans are even worse. The younger generation in terms of tuning in. Yeah, and really I don't know, bro, because it. it's just like there's so many other alternatives. There's music videos. There's like just listening to the motherfucking music and doing anything else you want. Like, I'm not about to sit and look at my computer screen and watch you perform. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to do it. That's just me. It doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. It's funny. because money. You've done it. You have experience with it. We want to hear from you. Taj logged into whole I Fortnite. What you said. Taj is on you watch the, the no, Fortnite thing that made, online The, the thing that made the Travis Scott Fortnite thing great is like the same thing that makes like Chloe and Haley's like quarantine performances great. Like it was like a spectacle. It wasn't like, like Uzi's thing was asked to me because it was just him in like a circle on stage. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to see this nigga <laughs> perform hype songs on this circular stage. But like Chloe and Haley, how do you pronounce the name? It has like these intricate sets in like their backyard or whatever. And Travis had like these like crazy... Like Fortnite visuals, like if that's what I'm saying. Make me like do this online shit. Maximize the online shit. When you when you have like those VMA performances or those like uh, BET awards or whatever fucking award show you want to pick, like it is a spectacle. Like it's niggas on like a big ass stage. There's fucking all these dancers and there's lights and it's all these smoke and special effects and shit. Unless you're going all out to do that, like it's just. Or like if you're acoustic, like Chloe and Halle, they, they performed at our school, but it was like acoustic. I saw like snippets of it and that was cool because it's more like you sitting in your living room and you like singing like these niggas really sing. Y'all playing the guitar, cool beans. But like fucking <laughs> niggas said cool Lil, beans. Lil Uzi Vert, <laughs> like, the, like his entire allure is the amount of people, the DJ, the big ass stage with all the lights, the moshes, like that is 95% of a Lil Uzi Vert concert. Like so, essentially, we play. have to end this quarantine. Lil Uzi Vert don't have to be. In, he don't have to be on stage. You could just play Lil Uzi Vert's music, and that's ninety five percent of the concert. All right. So yeah, quarantine is and I feel like in in conclusion, because these niggas have no shot. They don't. Yeah, Meg, I, mean, I would say shots. barely. They just have to get more creative. In my opinion, you got to get uh, more creative. The label you is gotta not. Got to get creative, not, but the concert is just not going to work. Like, like, we've seen other alternatives that work. The verses. That works. Like, 
That is a good model. Like that keeps people intrigued. I don't know what it is about it, but it's, it's just but different that's also from free. like a customer. That's, that's not fair. It's also free. it's free. I don't know. It's free for I know a lot of people. Yeah. I know a lot of people would have paid five ten dollars for that Monica versus Brandy versus. I don't know. Do we want to get into that real quick? I ain't watched it, so. Oh, actually, I, heard, I turned I it, it on. Good. I turned it on, and I like looked at what was going on. They were both sitting down, and Monica was wearing like some confusing like bottom wear that I couldn't Bro, tell. Bro, it was, was like pants, and, and I a just boot. I was like, I don't know. What this is making me mad, <laughs> and I just love. <laughs> Like I stared at it for five minutes. I was like, "Bro, are these boots? Are they? Wait, pants? I want to see are it, bro. Zip up? I want to see. Are it. they fake? And I just left. Do I, I think look on the verses? I think they folded a little bit in terms of the presentation. Like the set design is so ass. It's just two. It's both of them sitting there, and in the middle, it's just like yeah. a. It's just a cart full of like Ciroc and Ace of Spades. Like whoa, Jay Z, <laughs> like Diddy, like Black Excellence, like Revolt. Like okay, we get it. Uh, I liked it a lot better when it had that kind of like grungier split screen, like Sean Garrett disgusting. Like before niggas four pixels. Exactly. Exactly. It got industry down, and I was just like, I don't know. It's cool. Like, it's cool seeing the two artists in the same space, like seeing Brandon and Monica there for sure. But like, I don't know. Seeing each of the individual artists in their setups, like that Babyface one was legendary. Just off the strength that he had his Grammys in the background and he had a bottle of wine and he had candles. Like, that shit's different. Um, but yeah, it was a good versus. It was a really, really solid versus. I had. Uh, did they did they sing their songs at all throughout? Because every time I clicked, like, neither was singing their own songs. And that's why I just. Kept it was like out. a. Uh, I didn't tune in for all of it. For maybe the 20 minutes I was there, it was a lot of like very singy songy like whisper like it wasn't they weren't oh. singing singing it was phony so it was more just who, like a who, like they say the celebration the who played the boys i don't even mind. know i didn't hear for, I, was, I, didn't, I wasn't there for that yeah i don't know yeah like y'all was saying like who shit always is just kind of sweeter before it gets industry like artists are sweeter like just every like the culture is just sweeter before the fucking corporations get their hands on it. So, and fucking add, add revenue you to death. But I digress. Second unheard artist, Chance. I'll go, go, man. I'll go. I'm just going to play somebody. Uh, Princess Nokia. She had a hard album, like in high Unheard. School, 1992. <laughs> mainstream. She not mainstream, Cap. This is a I safe bet you mainstream pick get, from Chance. Hey, go ahead. I pick unheard artists for our listeners. It's hard to find like a nigga that's really unheard. So you're, like, so you're saying our listeners don't know music? Um, I'm not saying they don't know music. Just play your record. But if they, like, yeah, if they don't, don't like know this, just like enjoy it. Good uh, time. Princess Nokia. Princess Nokia, you could call me on my cellular. I think I'm the shit, and I never been a regular. I'm a spit up six. See you bleeding from your jugular. You can suck my dick. All them shady fucks that set me up. Up in the crib, I'm up in the show. I'm doing my thing like never before. I'm rocking and dropping and hitting the flow. I give you the goodies, the goodies, let go. Pop, lock, and drop it. Pop, lock, and drop it. Play them games like the Tari. What y'all think about this Saweetie, Sweetie? Oh, brother. Uh, the most tap industry in. remix. Are you tapped in? Are you the tapped most in? industry That's, remix. I feel like it's of, fitting. Of the decade. I loved it. It's you a very industry Jack term. Harlow, 
You get Jack Harlow, the baby, and Post Malone. The three, they have, slight, they have a little bit in common, but why them with Sweetie? It just was a, it was a motherfucking mess. It's a fitting, um, it's a fitting song. You have tapped in the term, which like for a good while, I didn't even understand why niggas were saying it or what we were meant to be tapping into. You just see niggas drop the phone emoji on IG and say tap in. Tap then, in. <laughs> so you get an you just get an industry you get an you get an industry phrase and then you just combine that with these industry folk and you get a very very sick combo. Has anybody heard the song? I heard it earlier. Uh, yeah, you know I loved it. I love when the baby comes on. It's the same thing <laughs> for two years. Uh, I love pretending that Saweetie is a good rapper. Um, I love the um too short blow the not too short well yeah that is too short blow the whistle sample short, that I've heard sample. a million and ten times. Wait, this song is uh, another Saweetie sample remake. Oh my god! <laughs> Come I on, love bro. Post Malone doing what Post Malone does, the singing. Then Jack Harlow, top artist of the year. I love when he came on, really <laughs> wrapped the song up. I love when songs end with Jack Harlow. It fucked up our whole all around, bag. just a great song. It Taj works for Warner. Taj has the Warner internship. Secure? <laughs> just fucked up our whole Saweetie bag. I'm done man. burning bridges, bro. Damn, just... brother. Like, I hope we got to rebuild this bridge. Oh, come back and rebuild the bridge, man. <laughs> Look, Taj man, needs to the just fucking put up original a fat ass safety net in the background of his Zoom camera because that was the safest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. The first original yeah, it was, it was song. not at all sarcastic. Tap in. The first original song, Tap in. It wasn't that terrible. Like, it just. It, it didn't really fit because we ain't in the clubs, um, social distancing. What are we tapping into? It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Did she say that? Did she I say mean, that the, on the song? The like, too short sample, like, I don't know. It's just that nostalgia. Um, blow the whistle. Every L.A. party. I don't know. Maybe I have um, <laughs> maybe I have some type of connection to that. But then you get you get these two niggas on there. It's just not good. We got the most basic, like, remix verse I've ever heard from Jack Harlow, like, Definitely ghostwritten, um, which is sad. But. How do you how do you even know it was ghostwritten? <laughs> you know Jack I mean, Harlow's style. So. You I know hope his that bars. wasn't him because that shit was trash. <laughs> I hope it this was doesn't match up with Jack Harlow underground. This isn't Jack Harlow. This isn't Harlow. I know. <laughs> now, Jack Harlow about to leech off the culture, but um, yeah. Is it is it worth know. the listen? Should our listeners listen to this song? No, no. Don't listen to the remix. Recommend. Listen to the listen to the actual Sweetie version. The remix okay. is not. It sounds like three different songs when each artist comes on. That's it. It just sounds like a completely different song. Like they don't even mesh well together at all. So it's clear that the verses were sent. They were emailed. No, Post yeah. Malone literally was on a whole nother wave. Like, <laughs> like the beat, the melody. His mix, like, his shit was he mixed a whole, different. <laughs> he got a he got a whole solo. Like I need to listen now. <laughs> Like, just in the oh, middle of the song, it's like a whole different song. And then, like, it's like, zoop, Post Malone, zoop, <laughs> and then back to the, to the regular that song. That producer, they made that. They had that producer in the gulag going crazy in the studio. They made that nigga. <laughs> 20,000 20, different layers. <laughs> oh, man. Um, All right. Uh, Taj Money. Edinburgh Queen. I saw Taj Calvin Lee. Harris and The Weeknd dropped a song. We didn't, I didn't mention that earlier, but that shit was yeah, fire. I, I just wanted to mention that. I don't know if y'all heard it. That should drop low key. I, I didn't see that. any promo, but I don't know what that was called. Y'all can go and listen to that. Everybody. I'm gonna have to check it out. So you you do recommend we get no, an S for that shit's fire. The Sweetie Industry remix. We get a check for the Calvin Harris. All right, check one for, for two, Calvin one for Harris two. because one for I two on the new quick. music. 
give him his flowers real quick. Calvin Harris has done some very cool things in that EDM hip hop wave, EDM hip hop space. Uh, I can't remember the name of the first album, but it had the pink cover and it had like slide and like all that shit on it. That shit was very, very fire. Yeah, he definitely, had, he definitely added a little sprinkle to 2016 to that little to that whole scene. A very cool. Fun sprinkle. fact: Calvin Harris is six foot six. Damn, six random six. fun fact. Nigga should be hooping. Yeah. You should Fucking be definitely grabbing beats. rebounds. Right. Fuck. Anything else? You said James. Two Smith. for three. Let's You've get into that Corday. Corday, formerly <laughs> YBN Corday. He drops a song with, with my guy, with my guy's guy, Roddy Rich. What did you think, Vince? I'm coming to you first. Um, you know, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought the way that Roddy Rich integrated his sound into Corday's faster rapping style was beautiful. Um, I liked the video. I thought the visuals were great. I thought this was an A plus industry record. <laughs> what about you, Taj Money? Uh, I thought the hook from Corday was cool. Roddy was great. Uh, Corday's verses, I feel like his verses got washed in terms of him versus Roddy. Roddy washed yeah. him. Roddy be uh, washed. Wise, Corday was good though. This is true. He washed Gunna on Gunna's album. He washed. I feel, I feel like he washed somebody else, and now he washed Corday too. So yeah, you gotta respect Roddy. Much shit on Roddy a lot, guy. but shout out Roddy. Somebody said somebody said that um, Roddy and. And Corday are like the two best artists out of like the next generation. I guess like ours. So like that twenty, that under like twenty five range, like that twenty five and under range. Um, How old is Roddy? That's Cap. Like that's Cap. But Roddy's like Roddy's 20. 21. 21. God yeah, damn. Think, and Corday's like what 23, 22, 23? No, yeah, he's like our age too. He's. I think he's like twenty one too. No, no, he's a little older than that. They're definitely. Bro, he was just in college like last year. Yeah, my nigga, he's like Roddy 23. Rich. Oh, no, I'm smacking. Roddy Rich is 21. Um, Damn. Roddy Rich is up there. Corday, he ain't as up there, but I can definitely see his appeal. He's like this generation's like J. Cole almost. No, he's not. So we no, get, we get, we get <laughs> I'm get so tired. Kyle, I'm, shut that no, shit no, down. No, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing this comparison of Corday's like this generation's J. Cole just because they both went to college and they talk about meaningful shit. Corday is not. <laughs> I'm not saying as far as talent. I'm not saying as far as talent. You or just like said he's like goes. this generation's J. Cole. I'm saying he's just generation's J. Cole and like the Didn't archetype. Cole even like J. Cole as J. Cole as an archetype. Like that was not even J. Cole didn't start his, his career overall, anything like his, how Corday started his career. He, like J. Cole, when J. Cole started his career, he was probably like an 83, 84 eight overall. Like Corday's probably no, like a Jay seventy. Cole, no, he didn't. Nah, nah, nah. J. Cole That's, was in the nineties at the start, bro. Cole was definitely That's in the nineties with uh, that first. If anything, blue Cole declined. Was in the nineties. Yes. What was that first Cole blue tape hot. that had Young Simba on it? That wreck. That oh, shit. Right, 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 mixtape. Mixtape. Cole was Friday in the nineties, but he regressed. He he had like a little regression on that on that debut album. No, I, I Born Center. <laughs> on Born Center. No, 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 not Born Center. Not Born Center. I can't. I can't. I can't shit on Cole. Cole was a ninety overall. Corday is like an eighty. He's like an eighty overall. Two um, different tiers. So we two. We two for three on the singles. Let's get into the projects. Your guy Taj Money, uh, Jaden Smith, Jaden oh. Smith, the the Lost Boy, Sayer, Eries. So what is this? Oh, yeah, what is this call one stand it, for? CT the Karate Kid. The Cool Tapes Volume Three. This is a mixtape. Uh, what do you think? Review. Uh, reaction. Exactly what I said before. Like it came out. It was when he's in his like singing melodic. 
I'm a rich kid from Los Angeles vibes. Like, it's great. When he tries to rap and be like, you niggas not like me. Like, you know, I just <laughs> press skip. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much. And it's like it's like a 50-50 split for most of it. So I give it a cool five. Nah, this was definitely like this shit. Um, this was definitely like the shit that, that uh, the Gap and the Old Navy be running like um, during their back to school sales. So like, it was Yo, some cool shit. Like if I was, if I was picking out some jeans. Sales. If I was picking out some jeans and like it came on, I'd be like, "This is very fitting, very appropriate." Except if I was picking out some jeans and it came on, <laughs> you know? Nah, I'm capping, y'all. I mean, Nigga it wasn't, it wasn't on bad. Jeans to the new jeans. It just wasn't. It wasn't really hip hop, yes. like, like um, Jay. I, I think Jay is still is really trying to find find his sound. Oh, Sometimes man. he wants to be like Kid Cudi, like. Uh, I agree. I agree. Other. T- uh, when he gets into like that rappy backpack type shit, uh, other times he wants to be like, I can't even describe it. Just that like pop, like really just singing over like these sidewalk suburban street beats uh, that sound like they should be on the intro of a Disney original movie. But don't disrespect um, melodic. No, melodic Jaden, that's the sound you should go with. It's Rapping hard. Jayden, like, like it's hard. I but can't fuck with it. It's some different shit. It's just not hip hop. So. Mislabeled, but it's cool. I'm just waiting for a slightly different sound. Am I allowed to say that? I feel like we've been getting very similar sounding, like production wise, at least. I don't know if he's behind production or what, but I feel like it's just always that grand ass shit. Like, it's beautiful, but that shit is like, goddamn, Nick. Like, I feel like I'm no, the production was sweet. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a movie theater every time. Like, I guess that's like these sound like great. These sound like great compliments. (laughs) I just want them exactly over some. (laughs) His production is just so good. I want some poor production, please, James. (laughs) But like the thing is, for me, is if you're gonna have that grunge sound, it can't be over the most 100 million dollar Will Smith like studio speaker mix. Like, I need that shit. A little grungier, you feel me? Even though I guess he had the whole rainbow look for this. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I want a little bit of evolution since Sire, whichever. I think that was the first one. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like I, I can like just turn on Sire and listen. Too to much the same saturation. Sounds. Yeah, too facts. much saturation. I would I would have to agree with Vance. Like Sire was nice, but then we got Aries, and then we got some other shit and some singles, and now we're on this, and it's like okay. Um, Sad boy, flower boy, Jaden. You've done this four times already. You know, like we can do something different. But that's what I admire about Willow. Like Willow's like she has a lot more range, I feel like, than Jaden. But Willow's I don't even know how to explain Willow. Willow's is crazy. Willow's different. Yeah, she built different. Like, but lastly, but not leastly, Jack Boy, Taj Money guy. Got the little oh, project, yeah. 45 minutes. What you think? I, I mean, this that. isn't going to be talked about, but Jack Boy has dropped two pretty good projects this year. Like, nobody else has done that this year. And Jack Boy is not that big of an artist. It's a crazy take. It, how's that a crazy take? His first project was good, and this project was good. It's a pretty simple take. What about the he GOAT, Nav? Two. Nav dropped two albums back-to-back weeks. Stop it. You probably sound like I listen. No, I, I really was chancing to talk. I was just going to stay silent as long as possible. <laughs> I was just going to stay silent. You didn't hear Brown Boy? Brown Boy 2? All right. We got one more unheard artist from Vance. Um, <laughs> last words. <laughs> Podcast over.
Um, I'm gonna play Go Back Across the Pond. I've got a record uh, by AJ Tracy and Mabel. This is called West. Don't you know I'm walking away? Now I'm in my own space. Baby, no, I ain't waiting for you. And if you don't want me to say, only one thing to say. Baby, no, I ain't waiting for you. Podcast over, dog.